Well, good day, folks. Uh, welcome to another very exciting episode of One Small Step. This is Ren, uh, and today I'm excited to have Neil Stunder with us, uh, who's joining us from Centibus Consulting. Um, Neil is involved in change and organizational development. Neil, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to be here. Awesome. Uh, Neil, by way of introduction, would you mind sharing with us a bit of your personal and professional journey up to this point? Yeah, so um, Ren, how far back do you want me to begin? Uh, it's uh, quite birth is fine. <laughs> birth is fine. So, uh, born in Pretoria, uh, grew up in the old Transvaal, now northwest, in a really small town called Koster. Uh, went to high school in Rustenburg, uh, worked for a couple of years, joined the French Foreign Legion, mm. um, got injured, returned to South Africa, and then started as an operations manager for Canopy Tours. Uh, near Rustenburg and then I decided I wanted to enter the medical profession mm. so I did my first basic ambulance assistance course which was four weeks long um, and then I was qualified to work on ambulances a year later I decided to do a national diploma that's three years full-time study to become an advanced life support paramedic uh, I had no money or no means to to study so I applied and got in and everything fell in place. I, I received a bursary, mm. um, goodwill from others, proceeded to do a BTEC um, in KwaZulu-Natal in the same industry. So I worked roughly for the last 10 years as an advanced life support paramedic. Um, I worked in South Africa, Liberia, Qatar. Mm. Um, and most recently I've, I've finished, wow, that's already two years back, a, a master's degree in organizational change that I did through Ashridge Business School in the UK and started working as a freelance consultant. So busy with a, a doctorate, I'm two years in, in organizational change. Hmm. So yeah, that's me. Wonderful. Family? Family. Uh, I have a wife, Jeanette, who's also an advanced life support paramedic. And we have a, a two-year-old daughter um, and she's just entering her terrible two. So sleepless nights yeah <laughs> again I, I, yeah. I have four so i understand that well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah cool um th this this is a little bit off topic it's not where we where we're headed with this conversation but um the the paramedic industry how how much does that affect you emotionally i mean you must have seen some really hectic things yeah. in your life is there are there debriefs you find that it, yeah. it has somehow affected you in so your life? I think I, I can only speak for me personally. I don't think that the EMS has the correct structure at the moment for debriefs and um, emotional and psychological support within paramedicine, okay. specifically in South Africa. Um, because we are so few practicing at a specific level, um, a lot of demand falls on you. Mm. And you do go out to, to some bad stuff. Mm. For me personally, I think I have a personal resilience uh, thanks to the military um, before I started with my career mm. and I was able to develop some really robust mechanisms that you know helps keep me sane mm. and, and process everything okay. so yeah sure it, it does take a specific kind of person to to join the industry I think. I'm sure I'm yeah. sure uh, for instance not someone like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right so so thank thank you for letting us in uh, on your world what what triggered the change 
in industry and then consulting and start starting your own business going on your own what what did that process look like and why did you decide to go the route yeah so um frustration I, i was always involved in systems development um, and organizational development in some shape or form as a either as a manager or uh, running small projects within organizations and then I ended up working as a senior operations manager uh, for a big medical corporation in a different country mm. um, and I saw that systems were changing but people were coerced into the change um, in a very abusive exploitative relationship and that frustrated me I was I was also on the receiving end um, and I was at that point started looking at doing a, a master's degree and I would have done it in pre-hospital emergency medical care and instead I found a master's degree that ticked the boxes that that focused on us as people and how we connect to each other and to everything around us and we are part of that system as as humans um, and the master's degree was in the UK and luckily I was earning enough to self-fund this master's degree because the organization just said, no, we don't do that. Mm. Um, and as I was learning and developing, because there was a, a really big intrinsic focus um, on myself as practitioner and part of the change and part of solutions or part of problems, mm. um, I was convinced that you know I could reach more people into more organizations uh, than just being an employee to a to an organization so uh bit the bullet saved up money and yeah became a, a freelance consultant opening my own com- uh, company moved country twice mm. and uh, set up in the uk for the past what year and a half and we've recently just returned to south africa okay yeah. um sensibus consulting this is your business this is my business yeah what, what are your core offerings Core offerings. Oh, that is a difficult question. Um, <laughs> and I'm really tempted to say, well, it's like a lucky packet, but yeah. it's not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> Interesting question. Um, I do executive coaching uh, by using specific behavioral models to help executives become better leaders and to know themselves better. I also do cultural analysis and culture change projects within organizations. Um, I'm currently leading, for example, on a multinational women's empowerment project for a microinsurance company that has people in 16 emerging markets. I also do change management, um, yet not in the traditional way. So it's change management with the methodologies, but underlying in that is a very strong human development component, uh, looking at how people react to change and how to help them uh, realize their, posi- their potential in the change or asking the organization to drive the change that is actually needed. So um, in short, behavioral change, organizational change, personal development, leadership development. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I love the word, there's a word you used when you spoke of change and that was methodology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm excited about that because yeah. uh, change is, I think historically, quite fluffy you know I think for, for a C-level guy it's yeah. like what am I getting how, you know there's mm. sh- show me the matrix and, and show me the, the outcomes yeah. uh, and and I think historically change guys have been a bit all over the place and so it's mm. cool to hear that that there's a plan 
you know and there's there are specific outcomes and there are ways of helping people and we're not Mm -hmm. just having coffees and having a good time yeah what change is happening yes absolutely um and i think the way that i practice i call it a practice so it's not something i inflict or impose on people um i think is guiding people through change and organizational through that you do need some structure around that Mm. um, in order to contain what you just called the fluffiness Mm. you know that the fluffiness is absolutely necessary sure so i i'm quite allergic to methodological purists Mm. um because the book said so yeah you know i I don't practice that way but But it's both and i use those structures to contain the awesome work that's possible in organizations Mm. so yeah brilliant tell me what are the biggest mistakes and or learnings uh for you in starting your own business going on your oh wow there were so many um i think i think my biggest learning um in an organization or, or starting my own business was that you are it Hmm. you know that that uh, i thought about it and it's like oh yeah you know i'll be working for myself and then you end up doing everything yeah um as in everything and i had to learn how to do that again Hmm. and it was actually awesome um i've started at the bottom for a or on a couple of occasions in my career but i think i'm more thankful for being able to start at the bottom of my own organization mm. you know learning learning and developing through that process sure. so al- although it was a really big shock at the beginning mm. um, and many sleepless nights i think that lesson is that um, it's horrendous at the beginning and it pays off wonderful yeah wonderful that's very hopeful <laughs> thank you for leaving us with and it pays off and it pays off um, <laughs> Yeah, Great. In, in some shape or form, whether it's it's personal development, not necessarily financial, mm. but there is always a gain um, in, in taking that leap. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any books you're currently reading? Oh, um, so at risk of sounding like a ripe banana, um, I am currently reading through 140 books. Good grief. Um, for my doctorate. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, there are none that stand out as awesomeness, you know, okay. um, as, a, as a right bookworm. Mm. I'm trying to do my th- doctoral thesis around belonging and the connection that organizational belonging has to performance and community within organizations. So the, the books that I read inform paradigms along um, transactional analysis, which is a, a, a psychological framing, um, behavioral psychology, things around belonging, um, fear, neuroscience. Um, and I think in saying that, there's also a bit of fun reading in there. You know, short, small little books that I pick up on airports mm. um, sure. that you can just read just to, to take your mind in a different direction. Mm. Sure. All right, let's get into some meat. What is your view on the current perception of change uh, and OD in South Africa? Oof. Yeah, and at risk of being lynched. <laughs> how, how receptive? <laughs> how receptive? Are, ah, so to what you do. I think I want to answer that in two different levels. So first, from a practitioner point of view, um, I think there are wonderful change agents um, and consultants in South Africa that does brilliant work on OD, um, and there are those that 
only follow methods and methodology without the ability or, or without wanting to get involved in the human side. Mm. So I'm, I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. I'm just saying there's, there's that too. Sure. Um, and I think the way that change is then done from those two different perspectives in organizations has historically influenced how people see change. Mm. So a consultant steps in, messes things up and leaves. Mm. And typically the resistance from, from people around change, we are all resistant to it, um, is, is highlighted when that consultant leaves because he or she no longer can contain that or, or keep that container or the bubble around the change. And that's when the behaviors start coming out. Mm. So um, yes, people are resistant to change. And I think if you go in with, with the right um, theories to, as, to assist you and the skill to walk the client through um, and to warn them, this is going to happen. This is, this is how you are going to feel. These are the behaviors we are going to see. And when we see that, we find, yeah, it's not a shock. Don't be surprised. Mm. It's normal. And when that, that emerges, we work with it in the moment. Because then only will we know what applicable um, cure or intervention we can do mm. to work through that. Okay, sure. And off the back of that question, what are the biggest opportunities for improvement in, in change in OD? I think this is not only true for change and OD. Um, I think it can be true for every industry. If each person just focuses a little more on um, our connection to the other, so people around us, mm. um, and how we impact positively or negatively on people, and then taking the responsibility for our share in, in issues. Mm. Um, I think that's a step towards massive shifts in organizational culture, mm. as we do work with people. Um, and I think we need to be reminded of that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Your awareness is a biggie, eh? I think it that's, is the, that's that's the key. Yeah. Once once I'm aware and receptive to the fact that perhaps I'm not always right, yeah. uh, then then real change can happen. Yeah, and you you can't know what you don't know. Mm. Yeah. And so I think there's also the connection to curiosity there. Mm. Um, I mean, you went off script a bit early, and that that speaks of a curiosity about people. Sure. Um, it's asking the questions, mm, mm. you know, and and be willing to to risk liking people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You. Tell me, are you at liberty to discuss any of the brands you work with? Um, brands, unfortunately, I can't say, but okay. I can speak a little bit about. Um, it's just the the the, the confidentiality agreements Absolutely. that we have, but I can say a little bit about the projects. Cool, uh, that'd be great. That we're running. So I'm part of um, or an associate to a consultancy called Lacerta Consulting in the UK, um, where I'm currently on two projects. The one I'm leading, that is the, the Women's Empowerment and Diversity and Inclusion Project for a microinsurance company that has a footprint, a massive footprint, so okay. in 16 emerging markets. Mm. Um, and then also we are leading on an executive coaching uh, set 
we've just won the contract and we will be executive coaches for people for that specific organization um, in Africa and the UK. Brilliant. Other projects, I'm leading currently and running a project on uh, rolling out new learning courses for an ambulance training institution. And our online learning platform that I built myself has gone sure. live. Mm, um, and we've just hit over 100 people who were registered. Brilliant. Which is amazing. Sure. Yeah. Well done. Which is, yeah, thank you. Very cool. Thank you. So if our listeners would like to get hold of you or see some of your work, how can they do that? Yeah, um, I think the best way to, to get hold of me um, is to go to my website. Mm. My email address is on there or a contact form. And it's www.sensibusconsulting.com. Okay. And can you spell Sensibus for us, please? I'll spell it for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> www.sensibusconsultingoneword.com. That's correct. Sensibus Consulting. Yeah. And um, thank you for rescuing myself from my own dyslexia at times. <laughs> <laughs> just here to help I, I mess up my own name my, my own name too no no problem yeah, thank you Neil thank you so much for taking time out to come and come and hang with us it's brilliant uh, it's wonderful to hear what you're doing and uh, all all the best and all the greatest success for you in your future thank you very much and, and it was great thank you for having me you're welcome thanks you're welcome. Ryan alright folks uh, that was uh, Neil Stander from Sensibus Consulting check him out at www.sensibusconsulting.com and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.